Signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it. And Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. Scrooge knew he was dead? Of course he did. Scrooge and Marley were partners for I don't know how many years. Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone with Scrooge. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Once upon a time, of all the good days in the year, on Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house, a grim, cheerless place if ever there was one. The door of Scrooge's counting house was open, that he might keep his eye upon his clerk, Bob Cratchit, who in a cold and dismal little cell beyond worked at his ledgers. 19, 20, 21, 22. Merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. 23, 26, 29, 22. It's mistake. 11, 13, 17, 7, carry one. Bob Cratchit. Yes, Mr. Scrooge. Stop that infernal cackle, Yes, sir. 15, 17, 29, carry Impudence. Singing their idiotic Christmas carols at my very door. Go somewhere else and bellow your blasted carols, or I'll give you in charge. Sorry, Governor. It's all come for Christmas time, you know. Yes, and I don't want any of your old customs. Take your fellow fools and go away. Christmas. Blah. Right, sir. Merry Christmas anyway, sir. Merry Christmas, Uncle. A Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Mr. Fred. God save you, Uncle. Ah, humbug. Christmas a humbug, Uncle? No, I'm sure you don't mean that. I mean just that. Exactly that. Merry Christmas. What right have you to be merry? What, what reason have you? You're bored enough. Well, what right have you to be dismal about Christmas, Uncle? You're rich enough. Ah. Now, Uncle, don't be cross. Well, what else can I be? When I live in such a world of fools. What's Christmas to you but a time for paying bills without money? Merry Christmas. A time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips would be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. He should. Uncle? Nephew? you? Keep your Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Keep it, but you don't keep it, Uncle. Well, let me leave it alone, then. What do you want? A Christmas gift, I've no doubt. I came to wish you a Merry Christmas, Uncle. A Merry Christmas. Much good may Christmas do you. Much good it ever has done you. There are many things from which I derive good by which I have not profited materially, I dare say, Uncle. Christmas among the rest. But I have always thought of Christmas time as a good time. A kind, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time. And therefore, Uncle, though it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe it has done me good and will do me good. And I say, God bless it. God bless Christmas. Hurrah! Let me hear another sound out of you there, Bob Cratchit, and you'll keep your Christmas by losing your situation. As to you, nephew, I wonder you don't go into Parliament. You talk enough nonsense. Don't be angry, Uncle. I want nothing from you. I ask nothing of you. Why can't we be friends? Good afternoon. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. 
I've tried. A Merry Christmas to you, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year, too. Ah, humbug. And a Merry Christmas to you, Bob and the missus, and to Tiny Tim. Thank you, Mr. Fred. Same to you, sir. Good day, sir. Good day, Bob. Nonsense. Twaddle. Lummery. Talking of Christmas and not two sixpences to jingle together in this trousers pocket. You there, Bob Cratchit. Come here. What are you doing there? I was only putting a bit more coal on the fire, Mr. Scrooge, seeing it's so cold in there, sir. Well, you put that coal back into the scuttle. A fire. A fire, indeed. I can tell you, if you use coal at that rate, you and I will soon be parting company, Bob Cratchit. You understand that? There's many a young fellow like your situation, you know. Well, I'm sorry, sir. My fingers were getting a little stiff with the cold. Then put on your mittens. There's someone at the door. See who it is. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. This is the firm of Scrooge and Marley. Yes, sir. I should like to see the head of the firm, if I may. Oh, very good, sir. What is it? A gentleman to see you, Mr. Scrooge. Huh? Have I the pleasure of addressing Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley? Marley's been dead these seven years tonight. I'm Scrooge. Well, now, Mr. Scrooge, at this season of the year, it's only fitting that we who are more fortunate should raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and means of want. You may not believe it, sir, but many thousands are now in want of common necessities. And hundreds of thousands are in want of the simplest comfort, sir. Uh. Are there no prisoners? There are plenty of prisons, sir. And the workhouses? They're still in operation, I trust. I wish I could say they are not, but they are, sir. The treadmill and the poor law are in full vigor, then? Both very busy, sir. Oh, well, I'm very glad to hear that. I was afraid from what you said at first that something had occurred to stop them in their useful cause. No, sir, all these institutions that you mention are flourishing. But it's nevertheless true that some additional provision for the poor and the destitute must be made. Nah. A few of us upon change are endeavoring to raise such a fund, you see. And what shall I put you down for? Nothing. Oh, I see. You wish to be anonymous, sir. I wish to be let alone. I don't make merry myself at Christmas time, and I can't afford to keep a lot of idle people and make them merry. I help support the establishments that take care of the poor. They cost enough. Let those who are badly off go there. Many can't go there, sir. And many would rather die. Well, then, my advice to them is to do so and decrease the surplus population. Besides, I've only your word for it that all this is so. The truth, Mr. Scrooge. Well, so be it, then. It's not my business. It's enough for a man to understand his own business and not to interfere with other people's. Mine occupies me constantly. Good afternoon, sir. I quite understand, Mr. Scrooge. Cratchit, show this gentleman out. Yes, sir. This way, please. Sir, I couldn't help overhearing. I should like to contribute threepence. Cratchit! Yes, sir. It isn't much, but it's all I can afford, but... There are others in worse situation than I. You're a generous fellow. I wish I might say so of your employer. Magic. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas. Close the door. Yes, sir. I have closed it, sir. 24, 31, one and carry three. A new scarlet tippet for Tiny Tim. And a comb for Martha. 33, three and carry three. Hair ribbon for Belinda. Four, seven, twelve, fifteen. 
I suppose you want the entire day tomorrow. If it's quite convenient, sir. It's not convenient, and it's not fair. But I suppose I can't do anything about it. If I was to stop half a crown of your wages, you'd think yourself very ill-used, I'll be bound. Well, sir, I... And yet you don't think me ill-used when I pay a day's wages for no work? It's only once a year, sir. Once a year. Once a year, indeed. A fine excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. But I suppose it's no good talking. You must have the whole day. Well, see that you're here all the earlier the next morning. You understand? Oh, I will, sir. I will, sir, indeed. Good night, sir, and Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas! Uh, the office was closed in a twinkling, and Bob Cratchit, with the long ends of his white comforter dangling below his waist, for he boasted no greatcoat, went down a slide on Cornhill 20 times in honor of its being Christmas Eve, and then ran home to Camden Town as hard as he could pelt to play with his family at Blind Man's Buff. Scrooge, on the other hand, took his melancholy dinner in his usual melancholy tavern. Having read all the newspapers and spent the rest of the evening with his banker's book, went to his dismal house. Darkness is cheap and Scrooge likes it. The yard was so dark that even Scrooge, who knew its every stone, had to grope with his hands through the fog and the frost. Find the door. Scrooge walked through his rooms to see that all was right. Sitting room? Bedroom? Lumber room, all as they should be. Nobody under the table, nobody under the sofa. 